You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. In what manner I always live is the title of this devotion. That is a statement from the Apostle Paul here in the book of Acts chapter 20. The Apostle Paul was on his way to Jerusalem to be there for the day of Pentecost to celebrate that day with them. It means 50, the 50th day. It's after seven Sabbaths which is 49 days. The next day was the new day after the seventh Sabbath, which is uh, is the day of Pentecost. Okay, the day of increase, of harvest really is what it is, is of harvesting. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. And so Paul was on his way, I think from Antioch, back to Jerusalem. And he was on a ship and they came to a seaport town called Miletus, which is about 30 miles away from Ephesus. So Paul had sent a friend ahead of him to go to the people, the leaders in the church of Ephesus and ask them to come down to Miletus and have time with him there while he was having to wait for the next part of his journey. And so we start reading here in verse 17 of Acts chapter 20. From Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, you know from the first day that I came to Asia in what manner I always lived among you. You see the title of the devotion. Serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews how I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaimed to you and taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying to Jews and also Greeks repentance towards God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And see, now I go bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy and the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. <laughs> and the rest is very powerful, everything else. But I want to go this far. You know in what manner I always lived among you. You see, there is a manner that honors God. And I have had to grow a lot in this in my lifetime. My manners were not always very honoring to God. I could be impatient and be sharp. I could say things too uh, familiar, too rudely. It's a little bit maybe also cultural to the Dutch, but maybe not fair to blame the Dutch. By no means would I mean to do that, but I was born in the Netherlands and raised there, and 
the Dutch can speak a little bit more candidly maybe than some other cultures. And, and I personally love the Dutch people. I think they're wonderful to be with and enjoy going there, ministering to them when the occasion arises. But you see, there were many mannerisms in me that the Lord had to deal with. And bless my dear wife who had to be patient <laughs> and believe God. When we had just been married for maybe about a year, my mannerisms were so surprising and ungodly in some ways and, and burdensome to her that she cried out to God because she was like an angel when I married Virginia. Oh, what an angel. So innocent, pure and clean and holy and undefiled and full of Christ's goodness and love. My goodness, did God give me a phenomenal treasure beyond measure. I didn't realize that completely. I wish I could go back 40 years. We'll be married 40 years in April of uh, 2023. I wish I could go back and, 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 and marry her all over again as long as I could be what I'm like today and not have to go back to what I was then when I was 22 when I married her <clears throat> and she was 20. But you know, friends, when she cried out to God, the Lord saw me as he was making me because he said to her, do not despise the gift that I gave you. So she had to believe and trust God that what he had given her was something worth having. And she had to really pray every day because my manners need lots of changing. And the Lord honored her faith and honored her prayers and honored her love for me and started changing my manners and my manners in which I began to live every day. And for me, to be honest, you know, one of the greatest and most important thing is that I live in ho at home with her in a way that honors him, honors God and honors her amazing love for me for these many years. And if I stumble in that area, oh, it, 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 is, it is more pain than I don't know how to cope with. And I cry and pray and cry and pray. It doesn't happen that often, but it can happen. And, I, and if I talk in a way or act in a way that hurts her, it destroys me. It destroys me. And it can happen over stupid things. So I need to so be on my guard to be kept by the power of Jesus that my manners are honorable to him and to her. And you know, Virginia would in years past say to me, honey, stay in your stature. In other words, be godly, live holy. And I'm so grateful that God used my dear wife, Virginia, who's such a beautiful, precious soul to help me have manners that are worthy of the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, don't ever be indifferent about your manners because you may not notice your manners, but everybody else does. We were some years ago going out for a cup of tea, not far from here, where I live, about 10 minutes or so down the road. And Virginia said to me, darling, don't forget that people know you even though you don't know them. So, and I've learned to always appreciate it 
you know, to keep my manners in a way that, that are honorable to him. I personally appreciate that kind of holding me to account. I, I, I am happy with that kind of around me. You know, some people don't like it because they don't want to be held to account, but I personally appreciate it. Anything that would help me walk worthy of the Lord, I embrace it. And, and we went and had a cup of tea somewhere. And while she went to the ladies' room, I went to go pay. And when I stood there paying, the lady who I'd never met and didn't know, very friendly lady, she looked at me and she said, I know who you are. She said, my mother always goes to your church. <laughs> you see? What Virginia said was so true. And Paul says, you know, he says, in what manner I always lived among you. The Apostle Paul realized that when people looked at him, they had to see Jesus. He says in 2 Corinthians 11 verse 1, I think it is, or 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. And Jesus had that same manner about him. He said in verse 7 of John chapter 14, if you had known me, you would have known my father also, and now you know him, and now you see him. In other words, look at me. I've not come to represent myself. I've come representing my father. And that is the mannerism that the Lord is looking for in all of our lives. And then the Apostle Paul begins to describe how he always taught them in that manner to know the Lord, in that manner to see him even in public meetings as well as private meetings. Paul had no familiarity that, were, that was unmannerism, unmannerful in front of others. He never did, not in private or in public. And then he says, he says, the Holy Spirit constrains me controls me to go to Jerusalem. And, it, and even though they're telling me that change and tribulations await me, none of these things move me, for I do not come my life dear to myself. And then he talks about that his life would seem meaningless unless it was spent in, in the joy of serving the Lord Jesus Christ. So that bring, makes my point, please. Who or what should motivate, uphold, and guard your manners. It must be the love of our Savior, Jesus. I want my manners towards Virginia, my children, my grandchildren, towards people I meet anywhere and everywhere, towards the congregation here, towards any church, wherever I go. I want my manner to represent my Heavenly Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Paul says in in Philippians 1 verse 19, my earnest expectation is that in nothing I will be ashamed of myself, but that Christ will be magnified in my body, whether be it in life or in death. If I am prospering in the success of life, or if I'm going through tribulations that are killing me, I want my manner to represent Jesus. What motivates me as a husband in how I treat my wife is the love of my Savior. What motivates me to be endearing and loving to my children and grandchildren is the love of my Savior. I don't know about you, but I need that. 
I need it every day. I need the continual motivation of Christ's love to keep my manners honorable, honorable and loving and endearing and gracious and forbearing and merciful and patient and kind and gentle and lowly and humble. I, I need the continual influence of my Lord and Savior Jesus. Go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I want to just show you one little thing in closing of this devotion, okay? It may take me a few minutes to share it with you, but it's, the, it's a point I want to make with you. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with the excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. I wasn't trying to impress you with my ability to speak. For I determined, listen now, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but the demonstration of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, and of power, so that your faith should not be in the wisdom of a man, but in the power of God. Okay, here it comes. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus and Him crucified. You know, we can sometimes sing it at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burden of my soul was rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight. I'm no longer the same. You know, we could sing about it and yet not always realize how much God, by His Spirit, wants to reveal that redeeming love of our Savior and how He gave His life on the cross, and that we know it not only as in the knowledge of what He did, but the knowledge of what He did in us. Or as Paul would say in Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. The death that He died, He died once and for all, Romans 6 verse 10 and that I have in me that spirit, that love, that self-sacrifice, that self-denial, that self-denial in me, in my mannerisms, that in my mannerism I'm self-denying, in my mannerism I'm, I'm laying down my life to serve sweetly, in my mannerism. Jesus said in Matthew 20, I've not come to be served, but to serve and give my life a ransom for many. And he says in John 15, verse 11, this is my commandment, that you love even as I love. No greater love has anyone than this, than he lays down his life. Love will never find its perfection in, in communion with the Father unless that self-sacrificial love of Christ is unveiled in us. You always just have that love for your own satisfaction, but not for your mannerisms, if you do not begin to embrace the cross in it. You do not begin to embrace that incredible grace of self-denial. So I want to encourage you today. Say, Lord, I determine 
I determined to know the cross in me, the power of his self-sacrifice, the power of his self-denial, the power of his self-surrender, the power of his obedience in your love, the power of that cross. Paul says, Christ was clearly portrayed to you in us as, as crucified. The nature, the mannerism that we bore towards you was a mannerism of self-sacrifice and self-denial. Oh, how I long to be perfected in this daily, that I may bear within myself that amazing nature of Christ crucified, that the mannerism that I have represents the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I close with this statement where Jesus says in Mark chapter 8, verse 34. Shall I read it to you? Mark chapter 8, verse 34. He says, And when he had called the people to himself, with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Amen. Have a good day.